Hello, welcome back to Soul Riffs. I'm your host, Jennifer Jones, an entrepreneur, wife, mother of two, and I believe when we look after all parts of ourselves, that's when we gain confidence to dive headfirst into a life that feels joyful. My hope is that these conversations will inspire you to understand yourself better and become the curator of a life you absolutely love. I believe we all have a healing journey to embark on, and my intention is to give you a straight view from my own heart through my stories and occasional words of wisdom from the women in my life who have inspired me in the most beautiful ways. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get the conversation started. Hello, it's Jen here. Welcome back to Soul Riffs. I'm coming to you on the most cold, blustery, windy, gray day. And I have had something on my mind that I just need to talk about, and it's minimalism, or really the I, this idea that if I were to just get rid of everything in my house, then I would be happy because I am constantly picking up clutter and, and just all of this stuff that holds no meaning or no value to me. Now, I do live in a house with three other people, one adult and two children, and perhaps these items hold value to somebody else in my household. Um, but the way I look at it is it probably doesn't because, you know, I'm finding these things in corners, in closets, all over the floor. And I've so I've had this idea, like, just get rid of everything and you'll be happy. But kind of if we reassess what's been going on in the last two years globally, it really has been a time to reevaluate everything, everything that we do in our lives. And when I think of my children and their childhood, or even, you know, the childhood that they've had, they're six and nine, or the the future of their childhoods. Oh, I get mixed emotions and perhaps you're a parent and you can uh, relate to that or perhaps you don't have kids but you're just kind of, um, you, you, can, you can feel um, empathetically what I mean by that when I talk about children in our world because the world now is markedly different than the one that I grew up in and had lived in for more than three decades until this global pandemic hit. But over the past two years, we've seen things that we've never seen before. We like super long lines in grocery stores where we're all six feet apart. So these these lines go all the way to the back of the store. Empty movie theaters for weeks and, and months on end. We've seen empty restaurants and empty stores um, when previously they would have been opened are now closed. We've seen anxious families and neighbors that are alone in their homes, but they're together. We've had stay-at-home orders. We've had, you know, we've seen homemade face masks everywhere we've gone. We've had uh, friends that are quarantined from us. And, And there's just no doubt that this has been different from the childhoods that that we knew or our parents knew and we just don't know the impacts of these things, which I think is why it brings up the mixed emotions of just uncertainty. But what I have been feeling is the pull towards more intentional living through this time. And I think, or I know, that this comes from, the, from this, this deep 
wisdom that when we are intentional in our homes and in our lives, we are in many ways pandemic proofed. And what I mean by this is that closed shops, closed restaurants, the shipping delays, uh, closed entertainment and amusement parks are all things that, that are dramatically unaffected, that we are dramatically unaffected by when we're living intentionally. And one of the biggest lessons that I now have etched on my very core from this experience that we've all collectively shared over the last two years is that you cannot trade stuff for the loving support and and trust of community and, and friendship. You can thrive with less, dare I say, right? If if your relationships are thriving, you can certainly thrive in life with less stuff. And I think pre-pandemic, most of us had grown too comfortable. And, and even despite what's happening globally, I think we're still in this position where we've just grown to be too comfortable. And we are often distracted from our lives by the things that we have, our possessions and, and the possessions of everyone else around us. We're so distracted. You know, what does he have? What does she have? Do I have that? What do I have? You know, even our phones, we're so distracted by our phones and, and the information that's being poured all over us on a daily basis. So the question is, Really, and I like to ask myself this too, what is essential in your life? What is truly essential? And this was actually a big question through the pandemic with uh, that whole, um, those whole conversations around essential and non-essential businesses and services and what would stay open and what would not stay open. And it was concluded that this question is highly, highly individual. We... What what we can deprive ourselves from in an emergency, that's going to be completely individual. And what things bring value and meaning to our lives, again, highly individual. And the evaluation process of that is continual. When we are stuck in our homes, we realize that the things that we thought mattered the most actually mattered the least. <laughs> and that's certainly something that... I have come to, to realize and think about brand name clothes or clothes in general. If you think about your closet over that period of time when we were, um, we were placed in stay-at-home orders, all of those nice dressy clothes, I know in my closet, they were not needed. I didn't need hardly any of them. Any of the nice shoes, nice outfits, none of that was needed. I wasn't going to dinner parties and events anything like that. But I still was getting together via Zoom and, and video chats and texts with friends and family. And we played virtual games together. But none of that material stuff was ever as important as the people that were in my life. And our materialistic things actually can get in the way of what matters most because they do create chaos in our minds when our physical world is just cluttered. It's the people in our lives, it's our relationships, it's human connection that we can't purchase. Those things can only be cultivated and I think we learned that the most through this pandemic. I know that was one of, of the biggest learnings for me. 
Um, unfortunately, many have lost friendships and relationships through this pandemic because connection is often what we crave most and we purchase things to gain that feeling. And that's the irony that we won't ever find it in things. Connection to memories through items that hold sentimental value or connection to our friends through acceptance of having the things that they find acceptable and admirable. Connection to our community through belonging. And if we have all the right things, then we'll belong in the community. And through my experience, those feelings are all within us. That feeling of belonging, the feeling of acceptance, the, the memories that we want to hang on to, those are within us. There's no materialistic things that you can buy that will achieve that feeling, at least that sustained feeling for long term. And we may hold on to an item because it represents a memory. And when we look at it, we remember but what other ways can we hold on to that memory because the memory is actually within us. And I'm, I'm thinking of this because I was recently going through my daughter's stuffed animal pile and I found a stuffed animal that my mom had actually purchased for me. And my mom worked at the hospital and there was a gift store at the hospital. <clears throat> and usually about once a month, she would buy us one of those, not the small Thai beanie babies, but the the larger ones and every month like I don't know maybe there was some sort of clearance or sale and she would always buy us one of those and it just always reminded me so I have a whole bunch of these and it just reminds me of my mom and just how much she cared for me and my sister but that memory is something that I have within me that is not a memory that this particular stuffed animal holds because when my daughter looks at it, she just sees this, you know, angel teddy bear. She doesn't know the memory. And the memory can stay alive if I share those stories with her. But what are some of the other ways that we can hold on to that memory? And, and that's just it, sharing stories. We can do that to, to hold on to these memories. So back to the pandemic for a minute, because we all want to go there. We hear all the time that we want things to return to normal. We hear, you know, we just want to return to normal. When will things return to normal? But can we really return to normal? I was thinking about this today, actually, in the bathtub. Can we really return to normal? Because once that normal is gone, can we ever get it back? And this happens in all areas of our life when things happen around us. When we lose people we love or when a new baby is born or when we move and, you know, there's a lot of chaos often that happens around moving. And we know things now about our world or through those experiences. We know things about our world and about each other that we can't just unknow. So instead of thinking that we need to return somewhere and go back into the past, return to the past... I think we need to look at it differently and we need to move forward. And a normal that for many people, you know, why would, why would we want to return to a normal that for many people wasn't working in a meaningful way? And maybe right now's reality is not working for people either, which is why we want to return to the past. But how about we 
Instead, think about creating our new normal through intentionality and building more community this time rather than building up consumerism again because I think we can all agree that we were in this place many of us still are where we're just enveloped in consumerism and I truly think if we clear the clutter that helps us find the path forward with with just a much deeper understanding and we will always face chaos in our lives there will be more chaos like this global pandemic is not the only bad thing that will ever happen to our world and I hate even saying bad thing you know maybe we can see the lessons and, and grow from it and evolve from it but chaos is just part of the human experience things happen life happens but opportunity is always there too so we need to keep our eyes open for that and and chaos is often a wake-up call that allows us to step back and reevaluate everything that we knew to be true that's 100% what this past two years has done for me and for many people. And perhaps you too, if you're, if you're listening here and maybe you haven't even thought about it that way, but it's just really a, a beautiful time to reevaluate everything. So this idea of minimalism that I, I had this morning, I think prior I thought, oh, it's just getting rid of personal possessions and decluttering and simplifying spaces. But it's not just about that. That isn't the entirety of minimalism. Because if that were the case, we would just all go through our houses and we donate and we throw out everything that we own. And we would all find blissful joy in doing that. So eliminating the excess absolutely is mandatory in the process of, of becoming minimalist. But it's not the end all, be all. And I'm, I'm really drawn to this idea. Although, if I'm being 100% honest about the minimalist label, because I, I feel like so many people call themselves a minimalist if they're concentrating only on getting rid of materialistic belongings. But I think that's why I don't like the label because if that's the case and you're only focusing on that, then we're missing the point. Because getting rid of the clutter will feel like a weight lifted absolutely 100% and I'm I'm doing this myself and each time I go through a closet or clean out a drawer it it feels like a weight lifted but I'm coming to learn that that is actually just the first step in minimalism because our consumption of material things is not the problem Consumption is not the problem. It's thoughtless consumption of material, material things that is the problem, that thoughtless consumption. We need to be intentional in everything that we do because we all do need stuff. That's the reality. We do need stuff in our lives like clothing and shelter and perhaps transportation. But we only need that stuff as long as we are intentional about the purchases that we're making. So they say less is more. <laughs> and the focus has always been on less. We need less, 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 less. Which I always thought minimalism to be, and, and perhaps you do too. But I'm coming to learn that it's actually, minimalism is actually about focusing on more so 
this might be a new concept to you, but hear me out. Clearing the clutter makes room for more intangible things like more time, more quality relationships, more passion, more creativity, more experiences, one of my favorites, more joy, more freedom. These are the things that make life rewarding. And you know what? Intentionalism feels like a much better word for me than minimalism. So perhaps I'm going to start calling it intentionalism, not minimalism. Whatever the word, it doesn't mean, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Whatever your word for it is, um, I think I think back to my my nana and my papa and and they would have called it living within your means ism <laughs> and they wouldn't have even had a term for it because this is how, just how they live their life. I remember renovating our first no our second house and there was this really old dishwasher and this thing was powerful and it like spotless cleaned the dishes. This thing like there was nothing wrong with it. And my husband and I renovated and we got rid of it because it was like the, the uh, you know, old uh, beaver paneling, like wood. And it just wasn't, it was kind of that um, beige color. Like it just, it didn't match the decor of the kitchen reno. So we got rid of this thing and I don't know what it was, but I got some sort of spiritual channeling from my grandparents being like just appalled that here I was throwing out a perfectly good dishwasher replacing it you know with the brand new stainless steel one which by the way never worked as good as that old one did but we've again grown up to live in this world of consumerism and just you know out with the old and with the new and I think of my dad and my dad's house if you go into it it's like a model home. And you would say, wow, he's so clean and he's so tidy. But when I think about it, it's not, I mean, he is tidy, but it's not that he's tidy. It's just that he has very minimal possessions. So you don't go into his house and it's like an empty box. But when you go in, it doesn't feel cluttered and overwhelming. And that is because he is almost obsessive compulsive about getting rid of things that are not needed. And that's just kind of the end result. And I think, I mean, this was his parents. And I I think that lesson of just living within your means and, and passing along anything that doesn't hold value to you, because that doesn't mean, again, this is individual. It doesn't mean that because it doesn't hold value to you that it's junk, but you're gonna pass it on and allow it to be, uh, adding value to somebody else's life. So he only keeps things in his house that are providing value at that point in time. And again, we continually have to reevaluate the things that bring value and meaning as our lives evolve and, and change. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> Minimalism is not about the label. Again, I like the word intentionalism. I'm going to use that one. But really what it boils down to is making room for the important things that aren't actually things at all. And what those things are, I've mentioned a few of them, like more time and more freedom or creativity. But I think there's more. I, th- I feel like there's more. And, and I want to actually expand on this in the coming weeks. So stay tuned. Because I'm, I'm at the very beginning of this journey of intention to get what I want out of life and, and find the things that are most important 
um, in my life that have been really hiding under this facade of materialistic clutter. So if you want to join me, keep listening, keep following along, and again, share your stories with me because they say that when we talk about something with other people, we retain the information um, we retain 70% of the information versus reading about it. We only retain 10%. So I would love to start the conversation with you. If you are feeling pulled towards this life of intentionalism or whatever you want to call it. So that's a wrap for today, but stay tuned as I kind of dive deeper into this. I, I feel like I will in the, in the coming weeks.